welcome everybody. This is our new podcast, uh, Gimme Gaming. Our aim is to deliver a weekly podcast jam-packed full of the hottest game news. Uh, we're an enthusiastic group of friends uh, with all a common love of gaming. Each month we're going to review one new game that came out that month and we're all going to give our own unique thoughts and opinions on it. And my co-hosts tonight are going to be uh, Mark. Hi guys. Gary. Hi all. Carl. What's happening? And our Brazilian friend, Thiago. Hello there. Uh, so, like any other podcast, we're, we're looking forward to building a, 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 an amazing community. Uh, we encourage you to get in touch with us as well. As we go through our podcast, we're going to look for feedback on our, on our previous weeks. We're also going to look for questions on our, on our next weeks or any ideas that you might have what you want to see or hear from us. Uh, you can contact us through two ways. Through our email, which is podcast at gimmegaming.ie or to our Discord directly. The link for the Discord and also uh, a direct link for the, the email will be in the description of the podcast. Um, so what I was what I was hoping to do was, because we're brand new, you don't know us, we don't know you, and uh, we've given you a, a good idea of what it is that we're gonna do. Uh, gonna go through the team one by one, and we're gonna introduce ourselves. We're gonna give our background on game, where we came from um, to get us to this point today. Uh, I'll, I'll probably start with myself. Uh, so my name's Jude Harper. I'm uh, I also known as Chewy the First. I stream live on Twitch. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc. To uh, promote my stream. Uh, I started at a very very young age. My dad was actually a bin man for many years. And uh, when the Commodore 64 came out, uh, one of the places that he obviously collected the bins from the estates, uh, they were throwing away their old. Um, I think it was either an Amstrad or an Atari. Uh, would have been like say late 80s and uh, it was still working they just got themselves a Commodore and they, they were getting rid of it so my dad actually managed to grab it before I went in the truck brought it home that's where I started from progressed from there onto you know the NES to the to the Super NES um, I had a Mega Drive at one point uh, all the way up to, you know to the Nintendo 64 um, my most nostalgia moment that I can remember in gaming would be, say, 1997, 1998, Nintendo 64 era. You got your Donkey Kong Racing, your Diddy Kong Racing. You've got GoldenEye, of course. Uh, I loved the Nintendo 64. That still, to this day, is my most favorite console. Uh, progressed into Xbox. Kept along with Sony for a little bit, um, but really dropped off. Don't own a PlayStation 4. I do own an Xbox One S, but I very rarely turn it on. Uh, mostly I'm just a PC gamer play a lot of online game um, open world survival games are my favorite do enjoy a, a single player every once in a while but uh, the, the open worlds are, are my bread and butter um, yeah that's me yeah uh, next will be myself Mark I'd be in a similar situation I would have started off with the Amiga as well my dad brought in two Amigas one day um, and got a started playing on on them and then the nintendo nes started with super mario for platforming as well after that uh moved to the master system played things like alex the kid and i, I can remember as a young kid like had the choice of going to the super nintendo or the mega drive and i, I was one that chose the mega drive so i ended up going with the likes of sonic and streets of rage and things like that um after that moved on to like consoles like the saturn playstation one and onto playstation 2 xbox so i generally tried uh stay in with all of them my favorite 
consoles back in the day would have been the N64 and then the Dreamcast. N64 from anyone back in that generation would have been Mario and uh, Goldeneye or Diddy Kong Racing would, would be one of my all-time favorite games. Then moved on to like the the normal new consoles uh, um, of today. Like I'd have the all the the latest consoles. I try try keep up with everything, such as the the Switch, the PS4, Xbox. Um, I'd I'd be similar to you in that I like uh, multiplayer competitive games. So I also like the single player story games or exploring games. So I generally um, like to dabble in lots of different games whether it's uh, real time strategy games uh, RPGs, force person shooters and the likes and so Gary? Story. Oh yeah, uh, Gary here and um, I'm Mark's younger brother so I was influenced by him and what, what consoles he had when I was young and the Mega Drive would have been my first console I would have played like Sonic and Micro Machines on that. My first console I actually owned myself was the N64 and um, I love GoldenEye, Diddy Kong Racing, Zelda. Absolutely had amazing times on those games. And then I would have moved on to the the Xbox after that, and I would have played Halo, Fancy Star Online, Fable, those type of games. Um, that was my first experience with online games as well. Original Xbox with Rainbow Six. I had great times playing them. Then obviously I had the Xbox 360. Moved on to PC after that actually. I only got the Xbox One after I really got into PC gaming and games I'm most interested in will be open world fantasy games or even survival games like Fallout and Skyrim, uh, The Witcher, Kingdom Come Deliverance. I mean I'm still playing Skyrim to this day, modded Skyrim. So yeah, that would be me. Yo, lads ladies, Carl here, aka Irish Horcrux. Uh, myself, I would have grown up and been brought into it by my brothers as I'm the youngest in the family. So I would have always had game consoles, all that type of stuff. I remember very well the Nintendo 64 Gold, like that was the best for me. And then onwards, I really didn't have my own console until I was probably in my teens because it was always my brothers who had the consoles and everything. And then the first one I ever got, I think was PlayStation 2. And then, ever since then, just fell in love with gaming. Kept going with the PlayStation ever since until now, recently, or very recently. I am uh, finally joined PC World, and uh, I'm loving it. Um, and that's mainly it from me for now. Thiago, would you like to tell everybody a bit about yourself? Sure, hello everyone. Thiago here. I guess my first contact with games was uh, playing a Mega Drive that we had back in the day. We end up only playing Sonic on it over and over again for, I guess, for years. After failing to trying to explain my mother that after you buy a console, you need to keep buying the games. So now I just play computer games and uh, I guess that who would have known that now I can't play half of the games that I buy. <laughs> right well now that, now that this is like a good introduction to the whole team you got to go background on everybody's uh sort of like you know game experience where we came from where we went to um this is going to be episode zero so this is more of an introduction this is going to get used get to know us 
and and get a good feel of what it is that you're going to get from Gimme Gaming as a podcast itself. Uh, typically, on an episode, what we're aiming to, to, to deliver to yourself is once a month, we're going to play a new game. Every single one of us are going to give our unique ideas, opinions on that game and give a nice, good review. And uh, the, 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 the good thing about the fact that there's going to be five of us, you're going to get five people's different individual opinions on a game. You're, you're never going to get probably the same opinion twice out of us. It would be very rare, unless it's a very, very good game. Um, what we're also going to do is we're going we're to deliver um, gaming news. So anything new that's coming up in the industry, you know, be it like a new game that's coming out, a concept that's, that, that someone's thinking of, or, you know, any kind of um, convention that's, that's being held, we're going to try cover all bases and we're going to try bring you the news so that you don't have to go out and trawl for it yourself. You can just sit back and listen to us talk about it. Mark is our, our uh, resident newsman. Um, and he's going to bring us into a segment in the podcast that we're going to call uh, Gaming News. So, Mark, yeah. what's what's our uh, what's our top news today? Yeah, I'm going to keep it light for the first show. We, we've kept it down to a few articles. So, the, the first one would be related to uh, NVIDIA, which is... It's mainly focused on like PC gaming, but this also relates to like non-PC gamers as well. In that they have a service called GeForce Now. It's com- uh, it's a competitor to current consoles and also a competitor to Google Stadia. If any of you actually know about that, that's effectively a dead service now. And so what what they're planning to do is have cyberpunk 2077 out on release so you're able to play it on handheld devices and just stream it anywhere you are but unlike the its competitor stadia you're able to actually own that um like you you permanently own the game so it it's not as long as you're using um the the service from GeForce Now, you're actually running your own games on that service, so if you decide you don't want the service anymore, you can still play your game elsewhere, like on on a, on a PC or a laptop. That's, um, that, that's actually that's actually very, very good in comparison to what other streams like, like the likes of Stadia, where you buy that game, that's it. If Stadia fails and goes tomorrow, your games are gone tomorrow. What the... Uh, Chago, what do you what do you think of that? Do you can you pick, picture yourself getting uh, GeForce now in the future, or would, would you be happy just using your PC at your desk? Yeah, I guess for us, uh, saying us as Brazilians, this is maybe won't work for now because we have a very big problem with the internet connection that it's not that far. I think that a service like that will, uh, you know, you would need a, a better internet connection then. I guess people from South America won't just don't have access to it now. Yeah, I, but I think it's a great, great, great service for the future for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm generally not a, a fan of cloud stuff. Being a being a techie, I prefer to own my own stuff. But um, I'm liking the idea of this because you still own your own game and you can play it elsewhere. But I'd be in a similar situation, like like most people on the podcast here i'm from ireland but i'm actually based in germany at the moment and i live in the countryside so the internet is probably worse than chago has it in brazil so this this service is not a viable option for myself unlike uh the likes of gary or or carl and 
they may have different opinions because they they could actually use this service if one of one of them wants to go ahead. No, uh, I, I go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> sorry, 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 guy. Uh, as that's as I just said, like I'm new to this whole kind of on the PC everything like that all these new things like this and all coming into it is just stuff i'm gonna have to learn on and about as well coming from just console so like it's the main thing i know it's gonna it's hit consoles and pc but like as i'm saying they are with the whole game and news keeping on top of things it's just a whole new thing coming for me so that's what i'm gonna have to kind of work on just to make it a bit better for myself with the podcast so you can go ahead with what you're going to say gary uh, i think it'll work for people who don't want the hassle of constantly upgrading their PC. They don't want the maintenance of that. They just want to play games on PC. Um, and having the being able to own game is another benefit. I think stuff like Stadia, not being able to own the game, it's kind of there is that worry of you know losing uh, losing your games if the service does go down. Being able to own the game, I think, will you know GeForce will probably succeed because of that reason yeah. alone. Tip them, You're tip effective. them over to competitors. Them like to to give you an example. There's there's a there's a guy that I play with Corbett and uh, he actually he he uh, takes advantage of uh, I think the system's called Shadow and it's basically a VPN which out of all of these services say GeForce Now Stadia um, this xCloud that's coming out I think this Shadow is probably you know the best option for it's the most viable option for anyone that wants to really get into gaming into um, sort of PC gaming without having to put that huge investment straight up off the bat for £15 a month and he connects into a VPN and latency he plays a lot of the games when he plays Dead by Daylight where there's like skill checks that you have to hit and you have to hit them instantly so there's no latency really from him connecting from his his system to the, the server um, I think that out of all of these streaming services is probably the best option best most viable option because you buy your games through steam as you normally would through a pc you buy them through either the epic launcher through Uplay, through through any of the, the the normal ways that say myself mark gary carl chaga would buy you own your games they're on a specific launcher that you can then if in later stage later times down the line you want to build yourself your own pc you're back you're, you're still continuing on where you left off with shadow whereas say you know with stadium or with geforce now uh i don't know about geforce now mark it does it say in in the in the article whether you can actually continue like if you build your own system like a pc is it is it an app that you install or is it like something that you, you yeah you can like uh you you can install it on any device like you could have like a little small android based device like the um nvidia have like this sort of portable console style device and like it's tegra based so it would be a low powered device and it's able to easily run this so it, it would be similar to that service you're actually talking about just it's by a bit bigger manufacturer and that's why i actually disagree i think it's actually going to take off better than like it for on the pc side of things this is the one that has the most the biggest chance of succeeding because it's the trust yeah it has more trust people have like the nvidia have always been a greedy company but they're they're generally a company you can by and large you can relatively trust them well you, how much can you trust the company but you know what i mean trust you, them you to a trust point. Them enough. they're gamers yeah. kind of yeah, they, they, yeah they're exactly. also a company that's not going to dwindle and and fade away tomorrow kind of thing exactly you know? where that'd be my worry with the 
the company like you're talking about but Shadow there's uh, yeah from all this conversation the one one thing we haven't really pointed out is the consoles are getting into this as well microsoft uh like i have to admit i don't know too much about the the cloud services from uh, microsoft and sony other than that like um, Microsoft has a cloud service called Azure, so they have like a huge data uh, set of data centers, maybe 300 or so across the world. So they're guaranteed to have low latency, if, no matter where in the world you are. Like they'd have the equivalent of what Google Stadia would have had, except for they can do it properly because they have competent gamer-focused developers. Whereas uh, Stadia just, it, it was like Stadia was designed by businessmen that had no interest in gaming um, well, one, t- one thing that I did here from Stadia's launch the games listed there's 28 games on Stadia yeah. at the moment GeForce Now though everything has uh, has, has boasted a, a library of a thousand plus games one of which being a, a, a huge draw to, to their service being Cyberpunk 2077 that that is a game that I think not just myself but I think like loads of gamers everybody's seen the hype about it I've seen Keanu Reeves come out to uh, to like introduce it and that like was just unbelievable to get a game like that on launch day for GeForce now is just gonna I think it, that's gonna be the nail in the coffin for Stadia and, and yeah. most other well, streaming just services going back there to what uh, Mark, Mark was saying there going saying it's going to be really good like PC wise but like what I'm thinking about with this as well is console I don't know because like people that generally own console are hardcore hard like they love collecting as well you know what I mean so they want their games as well like hard copies and stuff like that don't always want the digital yeah um, when, it, when it comes to consoles though it's not like uh, it's similar to the GeForce now in that like if it's only if you go the, the digital route, I'd say you have this option because, like with the the hard copy, they they generally don't like uh, like you to be playing without the disc in, so that that doesn't make it as useful. Um, but when when it when it comes to like the Xbox, um, I can't I see it as a feature add rather than the main focus or at least for the next generation as much as i don't like cloud stuff because eventually you don't own anything you're just you're just lease leasing stuff kind of similar to that playstation now thing as well yeah exactly that was the playstation one and i may be wrong but i believe that's actually hosted in microsoft data centers as well so it's going to be a pretty stable service it is indeed and it and it's, and it's funny that they're not given the same service as what Microsoft is going to be pushing out, which is xCloud. Yeah. Granted that they have the same software and the same they have the same hardware that Microsoft are going to be pushing their xCloud out, that Sony could be pushing this product out as well and competing with them in the market, considering they've licensed it, the, the, the hardware for it. They really should be, you know, tipping into this market. I think Sony are really focusing on the fact that they smashed Xbox in the last launch with the playstation 4 and and like to the xbox one they just destroyed them in in sales and overall units sold that they they feel that they're going to do it again they really should be tipping into what geforce now is going to what xcloud is going to what i think uh streaming service for playstation would be more appealing for me because it's single player games mostly so you could just play them and then forget them. It's, you can just think about it as renting. Not like a multiplayer game where you want to 
you know, keep constantly playing. You'd be playing it for months on end. PlayStation, I'd... just subscribe for a month, complete a bunch of games, and I'd I'd be the complete opposite to that. Like I, I if I, don't I really mind... enjoy the game, I would be. Yeah, I I don't mind losing a multiplayer game at the end of the day, but when it's a single player game, I want to actually own it because I want to be able to come back to it in ten years' time. And yeah, like for a, example, a classic... The Witcher. Yeah, like Im imagine if that was solely on a streaming service and you played it for like your your day or two, but then in in two years' time when it's not popular and it's gone off the service, so you can never play it again. So uh, I'd be of the like polar opposite opinion wise to you when it comes to that. I'd be like single player games are most important to be. Depending on the game, I would have the same opinion. Um, if it was a game that was important to me, I would. But if it was a game that I just wanted to play to try out. Yeah, well, if there was the option to, you can stream it. Look, um, like Microsoft has that offering. Yeah, where, like rent and like, boy, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they have that that option with their their games and their their movies as well that they have as a service. Um, where you can either buy the game or you can play it for a monthly subscription. But I'd be wary about never being able to buy or own the game again, which I'd... will be the case eventually. Yeah, which seems is seems that way. The way it's going, you got you got the likes to say Microsoft's Game Pass, where you know you you can pay a monthly sir monthly fee and then you get access to a huge library of games. End of the day, you don't actually own the games, but you get to play them. And then if likes of Netflix, the way you know if something's not popular, they'll pull it off the service. If something's not popular on Game Pass, it might come off the service, which it has in the past. You're looking at um like lately they've pulled uh, Tomb Raider. The, one of the Tomb Raider games off of the uh, the Game Pass because uh, it's just not popular. Not many people are downloading. Not playing. Not many people are playing it. So I can yeah, see where you're coming from. Where you'd be afraid that like there's these beautiful single players that you enjoy that are going to be gone out of reach if you go for and, these services. And that that's actually even worse. Like you're you're only halfway through. Say if you're only halfway through that game because like it, it's not like completely new. It's relative a relatively new game. And say if you just seen it like last week in the in the the service you said all right i'll play this and you're like four hours through and you start playing it but imagine then you couldn't buy the game to finish it off you had to it was just gone if it was gone for the ser from the service it was gone for good mm. the one saving grace i see from this is well i'm hoping this is going to be the case is games are generally too expensive to make to work like this as a service cheaper games like indie games and stuff might work in it but like a, the equivalent of a triple a game and um, they couldn't solely put it on this unless they're, they're tr like microsoft can do it on their service because they're trying to push people to it and so could probably sony if they really wanted to um they they could put the likes of gods of gods god of war or the the last of the upcoming last of us two drake's fortune um, that kind of thing any any kind of first party title yeah but I'm, I'm just conscious of time so um i'm just gonna like i'll mention one more thing on this uh, about the geforce now um is that the the between cd project red and geforce now they decided to build a custom graphics card they called it the cyberpunk 2077 gpu it's really a geforce 2080 ti the highest end consumer gra uh, gaming card that you can buy um, and it looks epic. I'd, anyone that's interested in PC gaming, I'd, I'd suggest that you take a look at it. 
Only um, 77 were made. And yeah. if I think if you post on their Twitter, on their tweet or something like that, you, you're yeah, in yeah. with a show to win. Oh, yeah? yeah. Only 77 yeah. were made. Yeah, for that's, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, well, it makes sense. It makes sense. They should have. They should have actually got onto Nvidia and got them to like change the uh, the the like trademark of a 2080 Ti to a 2077 Ti or something yeah. like that. Would have been beautiful. Now saying that, it's a beautiful looking card. Gorgeous looking card. Oh god, that I'm looking at the picture right now is awesome. It's gorgeous, isn't it? But I'm a water cool fanatic, so. <laughs> for me that shit would get stripped straight off and I just use the card anyway <laughs> so, one of these days I'm just know. waiting to get a phone call saying it's it's gone it's all gone <laughs> yeah. um, you could always put the cooler up on up on a shelf as a, a show off piece oh definitely definitely yeah be... you you wouldn't use that you'd have it up there well, well I would anyway yeah well, I, a good the, card, the, the, the seventy-seven that are that are out there, are they like out to win or are they out to buy? No, yeah, they're all they're all out uh, like a, cha- a chance to win them. I think oh. um, Nvidia ha- ha- are having competitions to give half of them away, and then their their preferred partners or partners that are actually going to build custom builds with them are getting the rest of them. That's so beautiful, I, man. That is beautiful. Yeah, so, the fact that you uh, don't have to fork out the money for it and you get something like as custom as that. Yeah, I specifically didn't want to say that until this podcast, but I'd recommend that everyone go and sign up and uh, like do a tweet. Usually, I don't bother with competitions, but for something as unique as this, I'd be like, yeah, I'm willing to have my one. Yeah, already done it, and I'm creating like chance. about four more uh, Twitter accounts right now. You know, <laughs> give me the GPU. Do it right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Well, here, look, we've talked about GeForce now for a long time. So, uh, what's what's the next news story? Yeah, so I had planned to speak about another topic, but because it, it comes off sort of like what we were talking about, I'm gonna head into like news about Sony. Um, so we we've got a brief bit of news about Sony. Sony have decided to pull out of uh, PAX East. Uh, it's a convention like E3 for releasing like the, the latest hardware and, and news and stuff. Uh, so probably there was supposed to be a The Last of Us 2 gameplay trailer um, was going to be shown at it. Um, that's not going to be shown anymore. So I have to wonder, are they, because they're not going to be at E3 as well, is there going to be a chance when uh, everyone is going to be shown a Last of Us trailer before it's released? Um, so... There, there's both of them and then there's also another piece of news that's coming out from Sony like they're, they're hitting the news uh, quite often lately is um, that I'm a bit indifferent with that news so far but the, the one one thing I'd probably have a different opinion on than others is the PlayStation 5 its cost the, the actual cost to make it is going to be 450 I think that's suggesting that it's going to be a lot more powerful compared to like PCs of the day versus what the the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One were back in the day when the PlayStation um, 4 and the Xbox One came out. They they were a bit underpowered. They're a bit underwhelming because you're expecting like usually with a new console coming out, they'd be much better looking than the the latest PC or like you'd be looking at a really high end PC to be comparable with it. So, other people may have a different opinion, I'd ra- but I'd rather pay a little bit extra to get a higher-end console that's going to last a few more years. 
Well, if if you think about it, if if in the art in the article it says four hundred fifty dollars, that's going to be the cost price to build it. That's that's just parts on their own components wise. That basically production. Well, it, it it's it's parts. I think I think it specifically says in that that it's parts. Is four hundred fifty? Yeah, you're right. Right, no, yeah. you're right. It's parts. So you got to take in packaging. You got to take in shipping. You got to take in um like marketing, marketing. you got to take in all that extra added on even if you take in all of that and add on maybe another 30 dollars onto each unit you're looking at about 480 dollars per unit cost price what 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 are they what are what are we thinking that like sony are going to be pitching for sales price because you know if if they're going to try do what they did last time which is wait till xbox releases their price then come back with a lower price than xbox are they are they gonna do that? They're gonna wait till Xbox does their their release and say, you know, we're gonna bring out the Xbox Series X at X amount, and then PlayStation go, actually, we're undercutting it by thirty. Can I think they that's what their game is gonna be. They do it all the time. Microsoft, Sony, PlayStation, Xbox—they do it every single time they release something. They 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 want to be the best at the time. They want to make the most sales. So I think they're gonna try and hold off. They're obviously gonna release it before like the Christmas big sales you know it's just everyone's gonna want to get it yeah. for christmas but uh they're gonna try and see who comes out first and maybe the person who doesn't go out first the person who comes out second is gonna go right we're gonna undercut that and probably even make more money the good thing about expensive consoles is the game standards go up uh developers have much more to to work with in terms of hardware so everybody across the board benefits and they last longer very true yeah. very true yeah, well, I guess well, I go with Mark here when uh, I prefer to spend that money buying a PC rather than a console. But uh, I guess that games like The Last of Us is almost be made, almost made me buying a, a PlayStation. It's, it looks looks like to be a, a great game. But I, I really believe that with these streaming services, the life of a console will probably be stretched a little bit because uh even though even though it gets a little bit updated uh you're going to be able to use those services to keep using that machine to play better games maybe they even had a only recently uh the last of us the first one was free on the playstation monthly games with playstation oh yeah that is a, a game that I, I'd recommend that everyone gives a go. Uh, it's w one of my favorite games. Um, I, my first experience with that game was actually watching Gary playing it. I, I sat there for eight, ten hours. I, I don't know how long it was, but I just sat there and watched it. It was like a, a movie. It, it was one of them yeah, games. You, you, the story, It was all about the story and the, the experience. In it. Yeah. Yeah, my first experience with it was I was over in a friend's house, Paul, and uh, he was playing it. He's really big into this game. Like, he can't wait for the second one to come out. I was just sitting there watching it, and uh, I goes, ah, give us a little go. As soon as I played, died. <laughs> just kept dying. I was like, I do not know what to do with this game. But, like, I did really, really enjoy it. With that game, though, that's a game. You really enjoyed dying, did you? <laughs> That's a game you can play yeah. on easy and just still immerse yourself in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, play, I, I, I played think it on I... normal, but I'd probably agree with Gary that I don't think playing that on easy 
uh, would take anything away from the experience. I I literally only played about an hour of that game uh, one night, and just like it was it was beautiful. And I don't know why I never you know because yeah, I never owned a PlayStation. Never owned, well I I owned a PlayStation one, two, and three kind of thing. But then after three, I, I drifted off PlayStations. But that one game, after playing one hour of that game like it really I almost I almost got the like you know the, the, the card out and bought a Playstation 4 just to continue playing that game um, it is a beautiful game and I, and I can't wait to see what to do with the second one um, but it'll be interesting to see if Sony ever do come out with a streaming service that you might be able to play anywhere like GeForce or something like that and that way then I wouldn't have to actually buy a Playstation but I'd be able to play Playstation isn't, exclusives isn't Playstation now considering doing that that they're gonna be releasing their exclusives that you can then stream onto PC. That would be maybe, amazing. I may be wrong, but that could be a service that they're they're looking into, or they've already done as beta. I'm not sure. I'm praying could, to the Almighty God that that you're not wrong and that that is right because um that that will be a game that I would definitely like. I even think today, like there's so many games that you go back to say you know on because that originally released on PlayStation Three, didn't it? at the end yeah. end of the life of PlayStation 3 there's not many games that I would have said at the end of life of, of Xbox 360 that I, today now that I'd go oh man I would kill to play that game yeah you can do it you can do it on uh, PS now yeah. you can do it all yeah yeah, 100% you just have to download the PlayStation uh, now app and then you just plug your your, your dude shock into your PC and then play the game you want to doesn't matter there's the there's the one benefit of the from what we were talking about about GeForce now and the likes. There's the one benefit of the streaming yeah. options. If you if you don't want to spend like if you don't have the money for the costly console, you and, can just and pay that's it. And that's a big cost like to stop you from having is playing yeah. a game on your PC if you don't have a console. You know what I mean? Because a console can be a big chunk of change. Well, that's where these services are gonna come into play. Um, I think I think with Sony pulling out of packs, I think with Sony pulling out of E3, going back to an earlier uh, point that I made that the way that that Sony uh, sort of like you know beat out Xbox on the last console race with the the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, um, I think pulling out of packs and pulling out of E3, it leaves then Microsoft open to actually be releasing the price for their console at these. If, if, if they're going to be releasing information people are going to be sitting there going like the one thing that most people want to know is like besides hardware and what's going to be in the machine they're going to go how much do I have to pay for it just tell me yeah. the price the the one thing sounded like I, I think Carlos mentioned this already is that when it when it comes to price Sony always like to be the second one to do it um, they, they, they like to go after Microsoft and it paid off last time in that Microsoft released all their information and it, that like uh, persistent connection your Xbox had to connect in every I don't know whether it was every 24 hours I had to connect onto the, the Xbox service or you lost access to your games and stuff like that yeah and always Sony, on crap that always yeah. like the connect that was like coming out or, no that was the connect was 360 was it or was it Xbox One the thing that they were going to do was the it, with the Xbox I think it was that you once you put a game in it kind of like registered it to your console and then you, like, you couldn't even put it into a new console they were going to do that oh the yeah they were doing yeah. some like crazy stuff and hoping they learn now with this next console not to do stuff like that but I think they have they've been yeah. going 
Div in him. a better direction, I think. Yeah. Their marketing yeah. on the Xbox One was awful. Whoever whoever turned around and said, you know, don't lend out games. You can't lend out games. Like I, and then and then PlayStation came out with those those beautiful, really, really simple videos of hey, you wanna play my game? And it's like one guy handing an actual game to another guy. It's, and it's just, just a blatant dig at Microsoft. It completely yeah. trumped Microsoft. And that's I think that and then plus wait until Microsoft laid out all their cards on the table before Sony tried to do anything was like a, a ploy i don't think xbox are going to make that mistake i think if xbox are going to be a pax and xbox are going to be like I'm, microsoft are going to be a pax and e3 they're not going to release the price until there's going to be a chicken there's like a game yeah. of chicken between play is sony and microsoft to i'm see more worried about sony this year because there's been some rumors about like they're going to use their god of war game next god of war game to start adding a uh, a lot of micro transactions in because they've generally been very gamer friendly when it came, it came to like their their exclusives so it, it, out of two of them i'd have the feeling that sony is going to mess it up this generation and um, it seems to flip-flop like one will mess it up one generation the other the other generation hmm. like uh, the, the old, old school nintendo sega uh, experience back in the day when we were growing up kind of thing yeah exactly yeah so i'll be curious to see what happens L- I lot, suppose, yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of variables when it comes to sony with the fact that they're not gonna be a pax not gonna be at e3 what they're gonna do you know the cost and and again is that is that rumors or is that actual fact that's the cost and 450 dollars is the actual cost of building a playstation 5 i um it's like uh, Bloomberg are suggesting it so it I think it's going to be more reliable um, mm. than it. it's like they're more business orientated places uh, it's going to be more more reliable uh, uh, because they're the type of people that invest in the likes of Sony and whatnot. Yeah. Um so they, they so, would have been like told here's the listing of the components that are going to be in it they went out did the research of these are the companies that would provide that and find like say the cheapest variables of them and go you know from from what we can see the cheapest variables for the listing that sony has given provided was this is how much it's going to cost kind of thing yeah but i'd be like with some of the new features they're coming out with um like such as instant loading you know to load into a game now on a console is like 15 plus seconds the same as on pc some of the the consoles uh, some of the new consoles are supposed to have like one two second load times that's very Um, good but i i I think we've been talking enough on this topic i'm just conscious again of time that we don't ramble too much so i'll just go on to the the next topic which is a bit off topic but it's sort of related to us because you may have noticed a theme in like a couple of us mentioned in the mega drive and that would be sonic sonic has now became the biggest selling game movie of all time or the the, the quickest selling one there there was a, a lot of trouble with it when it first came out that uh, they, they made a trailer and the character actually looked really creepy and it was one of the like one of the first movies that actually listened to its audience so and oh all right we agree with you and then they went redesigned the character it looked very good and it it seems to have paid off because 
and it was it, instant as well. It was instant. It wasn't like oh, over a couple of weeks. It was like literally over a couple of days. They were like talking about getting this stuff fixed. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Like I'm not sure. Go on, Chago. One. I'm not sure. I was about to say that I'm not sure if I would be allowed to have any more contact with uh, Sonic related thing anymore <laughs> this lifetime. But uh, yeah, that that story was 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 crazy. Yeah, it, it was all all around nine gag people complaining about the, the looks of the of the character it was awful it was like it, it was, was terrible it was, it was it, you know what it was it wasn't terrible it was it was terrifying <laughs> it looked like a, a serial looked... killer hippie or hipster or it really did it really did look absolutely terrifying you look at this thing and it's like it's it's like a, a I don't know. I don't know what they were going with. I don't know who. I would love to have been there, like in the art team, and going, "Okay, how are we going to design them?" Right. I've got an idea, and then someone draw up a concept, and then the rest of the team. I would love to have been a fly on the wall to for the rest of him go, "Yeah, that looks alright." No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That looks like hell spawn from Satan right there. Like that just looks awful. Or they, knew it, or they knew it looked awful and they were figuring you know this is a chance to get some really you know good uh, credit amongst the fans if we change it it was either oh, um, that's, it was that's either them changing things or it was genius marking yeah that's conspiracy I can't wait theory to see, right there uh, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik I can't wait yeah, he looks fantastic yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I can't picture anyone else playing him even though like the character was you know a fat balloon once, once I seen Jim Carrey in that ad, I was like, "Yep, that's yeah, him." You, you can't go wrong with Jim Carrey. I, like, I oh, genuinely, yeah. to, to, like, from the, the start of his career to now, I cannot name a movie that I did not like that he was in. I can't. Yeah, but he, Mr. He's Popper's a, he, Penguins, easy hands down hate. <laughs> he, he. <laughs> Wait, holy crap! That's just like a straight up uh, hell no. I see you and raise you this shit movie. Right, <laughs> that's all that I hear there. Holy crap! You you were you were you were waiting for that, weren't you? You were holding. No, back. man. I just that's it's like I always say it. I love Jim Carrey. I love everything that he's done. But that movie, just for me, I just it was it was it was. I hard. always thought he was a love a hate type person. Like I, I know a few people that don't like him, but like I've always thought he was a brilliant actor. But oh, very I'm, good. I'm, very good. Actor. I'd be very very surprised if I if I don't like this movie from all all the reviews of. From gamers that I've seen, like okay. it, it seems to be getting very poor reviews from, you know, your typical re uh, reviewers. But I don't think they're the target market for it, so no, I don't see, think they I, were going to be interested in it. Personally, I don't listen to them. I don't listen yeah. to like you know the 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 actual reviewers of movies, like the you know the you know the movie reviewers, the big ones that are in all the the newspapers and stuff like that, that are meant to be like you know the top critics of their industry I don't listen to them I'd listen to yeah. I'd go to Metacritic or whatever and look at the actual user reviews because the user reviews are always nine times out of ten they're, they're, they're completely polar opposite to what the actual critic reviews are yeah most of the critics just the are looking that. for certain key points that just aren't what I'm looking for personally in movies Sonic and what's surprising is Sonic actually outsold um, Detective Pikachu yeah like it that that uh, Pikachu nowadays, even like from a games perspective, is like a huge game and it sells like crazy amounts nowadays. And like even the the phone game, the the Pokemon, Pokemon phone Go, game, oh yeah, 
yeah, like I, I think even in some countries that's still selling really well. They even yeah. have the Pokemon trading card game as well now for mobile. Oh, for yeah. mobile as well, did he? Hell, yeah, so. I was too old for the Pokemon era. Like when when the Pokemon were coming out and the Pokemon cards were coming out and all that, and the cartoons were coming out. I was just I was that that I was just the next age bracket kind of thing. As a couple of us I'm, here on the podcast will be. I'm um, sure Gary can talk about his dirty little secret related yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, was he not Yu Gi Oh? Was it not Yu Gi Oh? Uh, both, both. Uh, yeah. Started with Pokemon, and then went to Yu Gi Oh. And then you went to Yu Gi Oh. It's alright. I I can appreciate Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh. It's great. I still have my cards. But uh, no, I I was like I was that little bit too Blue old Eyes for White it. Dragon. <laughs> I was a little bit too old for that kind of era of like the the card games and stuff like that. But I would still know Pokemon and 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 like nowadays Sonic you would you would think like I know Sonic and I'm sure like Mark knows Sonic and Thiago knows Sonic but like say Gary and, and, and Carl probably wouldn't know Sonic as much as we would like it was early Mega Drive Um, he was never out in the Master System wasn't he no? Sonic uh, he's on the Saturn on the Dreamcast as well yeah, yeah, yeah I can remember that, I can it, remember playing Sonic yeah, it, Masters, it, it, Masters, it was Master System, then it was Mega Drive, then it was like the likes of your Saturn, then Dreamcast kind of thing. Uh, they were after, but uh, was he having a Saturn? Was he Sonic? No, sorry, not the, or not the Saturn, Saturn, the, 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 the Dreamcast, the, the two, what two? The Master System. Yeah, the, the, oh, I don't know about that. I actually loved that. Like, uh, I don't think it was a popular game, but I actually loved Sonic on the the Dreamcast. No, the both of them were they really reviewed oh, well. They were in the high ninety. Oh, yeah, but, the first two three D ones. If you Sorry, if you look I at if you that. look at like the popularity of Sonic now as opposed to, to Pikachu as it, as opposed to like Pokemon now, you would like hands down if someone turned around to me told me last year they're gonna like I'm gonna release a Sonic movie I'm gonna release a, a Pokemon movie, which is gonna gross more money worldwide. I'd be like a hundred percent Pokemon's gonna do it. Hundred yeah, percent. There wouldn't even be a competition like But then I go back to what Gary said, you know was it a slip up in in the arts department on on the 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 original design of sonic or was it an absolute genius marketing ploy that that made I, them I, do it i I'd, I'd actually think it was better if it was a genius market employ either way it's brilliant yeah <laughs> either way it's it's worth going to see the movie just based on that yeah yeah like i plan on going going to see it now when i'm back in ireland in a, in a few days that and the fact that Jim Carrey's in it and Cyclops is in it as well. I don't know that yeah, guy's I, real name. <laughs> Just I Cyclops. The, I don't have the figures here, but uh, usually I think on movies they spend more money in publicity than rather than in actually making the movie nowadays. Yeah. It's something they they say like um, half the budget, like they make the movie and then the other half, like if it costs fifty percent and then the other half costs is marketing and stuff like that. Like a a, a number of other movies uh, around the same time uh, would have sold like half of what they they cost to actually make. Yeah. So, so the the fact that like it was a low a low period where people not as many people were going to watch movies and then. It, it did so well I think it says a lot more about it even yeah, yeah I guess uh, I think they spend a- around 5 million to redone Sonic at the movie and they probably uh, spend la- a lot less with the publicity it got uh, automatically with all this oh yeah, oh, yeah. They, they probably you know to get as much positive 
publicity that they got out of, out of like as Carl says like instantly not just not waiting a couple of weeks down the line or you know oh we might have heard what you said they instantly came out and says look we hear what you say we know you don't like it we know there's a core you know audience that that loves Sonic and wants to see this to be the best movie that can be and we're going to jump on redesigning it straight away that was probably that one tweet probably you know if they were to do something that like would give as much positive marketing probably would have cost them millions yeah, suddenly it's all over youtube it's yeah. on tons of youtube's channels and the views are just skyrocketing yeah thank oh god they did they did change that sonic though could you, yeah. could you imagine seeing that sonic on the side of a double decker bus no. make kids cry <laughs> holy god <laughs> yeah me and carl driving down the road with our kids in the car and they just be like screaming what is that that's not Sonic. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not Sonic. But like our kids nowadays, like probably wouldn't even know Sonic. Ah, oh, no, my my kids know Sonic. I got that when the they classic, do. when the classics and all their yeah, little mini oh, consoles nice. came out. Well, I got them. I, actually... I introduced my kids to all these old games, and they loved them. Even the very first Mario was on it. The very first Mortal Kombat, they loved it. Oh, beautiful! I think there actually might be a Sonic cartoon as well, and not hundred percent. Yeah, sure. yeah, there is. There is one. I I actually tried to get the the boys to watch it, but they wouldn't. They just like no Paw Patrol. Stick on Paw Patrol. I'm like, no, come on. It's a Sonic baby. Look how fast he can go. I remember though there was one back uh, when I was growing up, and it was actually based on the 3D ones that were on the Dreamcast. Um, I'm guessing it continues on from that. Yeah, it came out uh, 1993. Was the date the cartoon? Yeah. There, there is, yeah, there is, there's ones nowadays, but it's more like kind of, I don't know, how would you put it, like, you know, you know the Pixar and that kind of stuff, um, those kind of cartoons now, but I remember the ones you're talking about, Gary, growing up, that it was an actual cartoon cartoon, the way cartoons actually used to be, um, but anyway, enough with the Sonic, Mark, um, have we got another one? Yeah, the next piece of news is Vulcan Lords of Mayhem. It's a, an action RPG. It's along the, the lines of uh, Diablo 3 and Torchlight 2. Um, it, it's a game that became very popular recently as it, it was just released. Uh, influ- influencers got involved in the game being released and they were pushing it on people, saying this, this is a good game to play. And... It, did surprisingly well it ended up in the top 10 on uh steam it it ended up having so many players that people couldn't get online with it because the the servers just couldn't keep up with it uh, i believe they're working on upgrading the servers they may have been fixed now um the, the one benefit of this versus like the likes of its competitors like diablo 3 when that had issues that was an online only game so if the servers were down you're out look you didn't you just had to wait to play it whereas lords of vulcan lords of mayhem had an offline component so you could play the game offline your character is separate though from your online play a lot of people prefer to play the, these type of games online like i would have played like torchlight 2 with the misses and would have put a lot of hours into it the only way i actually played that game was online before and so it it's disappointed some people so it's actually i've seen a lot of negative uh comments on steam about this game but they all seem to be related to either the servers being down and performance issues related to the servers or um 
when it when it comes to like balancing but i, I think that's just something that will be fi- like a multiplayer game is going to be uh, fixed over time yeah like like every game every game that's multiplayer that's online there's going to be a long time running a subscription it's going to take a while to balance everything out like you know what you thought might work there's just there's parts of games where like you know game developers wouldn't even think of it of of like how a certain part of the game could possibly work whereas it's like these hardcore gamers that's like how can i bend and break and manipulate this game to my will and it's it's not until those people get their hands on the game that you can actually fully grasp all the ins and outs of how you know balancing will work on it so so go back to the pronunciation of it it's 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 Vulcan, yeah yeah, uh, Wulkin. Does, does anyone actually know the name? <laughs> yeah, if it, if it was Ger- if it was German, I'd be thinking Volkin or something Vulcan. like that. But God knows. E- either way, it's um, an amazing it's just, name. Yeah. And what, does it say? Awkward. Does it say who the influencer influencer that uh, that like boosted the, the the player base on it? I I was watching a list and uh, there was a lot of them, but I, di- I didn't actually know them. Any of them? They were all the the main influencers from the uh, RPG section um, ah, so probably not many that I would know no I, I can't imagine like you it wouldn't uh, I think I'd be I, the I closest go ahead Chago no no just because uh, I got a, a funny story about Diablo 2 here there's uh if you guys want to cut that thing off uh, later on but uh, we had a CD driver a CD uh, driver on our computer and it wasn't working so we had to send it to the maintenance and uh, a couple of a couple of days later the cd driver came back and uh but it wasn't working still so we end up open it and when we did we, we found like two diablo cds stuck in it <laughs> so uh... so someone playing it a little bit too much yeah, yeah. need like... to get to the next level <laughs> That's so if game. I put two in, that gives me double the chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't That's, ours. Is, so it, is it that the old? Hours, so I think they they use that to test the, the driver. <laughs> is that is that like the the old way of doing double double XP weekends? It's like we we wait for the developers to push out double XP weekends. The old school way was just stick in two fucking copies of the game. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's that's you know what's awesome about the whole story is it's it's amazing seeing a game it like it Wulkin Lords or however you say it Wulkin Lords of Mayhem never even heard of it so I'm I'm assuming that it's not from a huge you know development company or anything like that or or, or a games no, development it, company it's a small games developer that's amazing that that like I love when small games developers get a boost like that like you know just small inf- well large influencers on like say YouTube or Twitter or Twitch you know boost the popularity of a game further than what the games developers when they're releasing it has any like if they're thinking like okay well open a weekend we might have 10,000 players all of a sudden boom you got 350,000 players and then the servers go down. And then the servers go down. Yeah, well, which is understandable because they obviously rented X amount of servers to cope with X amount of player base. They, you know, doing doing market research on like you know what's our our, our audience. Our audience is only you know twenty thousand people. Okay, out of the twenty thousand people, how many are going to buy the game? Maybe half. 10,000 okay let's cater for the ten thousand. Not taking into account that like you know big influencers are going to go. 
I want to give this a shot that have 200,000 people watching them and then all of a sudden 200,000 people go it's a, it's a decent game I'm going to play that and then all yeah, of a sudden I, crash bang yeah I think that even with the server issues they were in the top 10 list of Steam so even at their max capacity they, they had like about 100,000 people playing the game and being a small dev they, they never would have expected any bigger than that um, uh, you, you might actually enjoy this what the name of the company that makes the the game is awesome it's shoot Vul hit me with it Vulcan Studio Vulcan Vulcan Studio Vulcan, Vulcan Studio Vulcan is Studio. the developer and I... the publisher of it so it, it is it just brings out the Dublin Viking in you doesn't it <laughs> Vulcan give me beer Vulcan Guinness Vulcan they should bring yeah. out a brand called Vulcan Guinness yeah so um, I, I think we've pretty much covered this uh, I've, I've noticed Gary has been a little bit quiet on this topic I'm not sure if you have any opinions on this I think it's the type of game you might actually enjoy uh, I'm not a big fan of over the top uh, action RPGs and oh, you wouldn't right. you wouldn't believe friends that, that they're actually brothers that's how little he knows his little brother yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I try to stay a few countries apart from though at all times smart man true story yeah. true story right well I think that for that story there wraps up news in a whole so that's uh, that's the news done and dusted um, so we're going to do a little bit of an outro to, to the uh, episode zero of the podcast again this was only meant to be an introduction to the podcast itself we kind of got a uh, a little bit more in depth and news than, than than I thought we would, but you know that's just going to give you a good feel and a good vibe for how the podcast is going to go. Um, if you want to get involved in the podcast, and we encourage you all to get in touch with us again down in the description, there's going to be our email, which is podcast at gimmegaming.ie, and there's also going to be a link to our Discord where there's a general chat. You can chat directly to the team ourselves, or you can chat amongst yourselves on what you think the club podcast is. You know doing good doing bad doing indifferent um, drop us a message of suggestions we also look and constantly will look for feedback on how we can improve the podcast um, and we hope that uh, you stick around and, and stick around especially at least for one more which will be our official episode one in which we are going to do a full review of a game called Journey to the Savage Planet every member of the team has played it uh, and we're going to give our full in-depth uh, opinions on what we taught of the game, gameplay, visuals, the whole kit and caboodle. So stick around for that. And with that note, I want everybody to say goodbye. Peace. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> and that's Gimme Gaming out. See you next time, lads. <laughs>